Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey there, Life Church. Pastor Chris here, back with another Life Church podcast. Pastor Lana is with me again today. And Lana, we're going to get really theological here. Are you okay with that? Awesome. I love yeah. it. The sermon series that we've been doing is the book of Acts. And you uh, taught out of Acts chapter one. And then recently, Bob uh, uh, covered the last part of chapter two. And, there, and that's been rolling around in my head, so I want your thoughts on this, Lana, is this idea of community, what does community look like, or what is it supposed to look like? So a lot of times we look at the book of Acts, because that's where things just started happening. Right. But at the same time, it what's described in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4 is that a description of what the Holy Spirit can do, or is it like a prescription, like said, no, it's the, it needs to look exactly like that. And one of the things that you and I've talked about is how God just uses this creative bone that you have inside your body to, hey, let's try this. So you're really willing to kind of do the un, uh, the unorthodox. And working with our kids, I think that really helps. In fact, I was thinking about this. When you talk to the kids, and I think you did it when when the kids were being baptized, like being a Christian or being saved, you had a different kind of definition for it. What was... Oh, we call it um, making Jesus the leader of your life and your best friend forever. Making Jesus the leader of your life and your best friend forever. Okay. It's a little bit of a tangent, but what inspired you? What caused you to kind of change that for our kids to... Word it that way. Uh, yeah, I think it's just important to meet them where they're at and try yeah. to. It was just me trying to translate, you know, what salvation is into words that they can understand. Because mm-hmm. even as adults, I think sometimes we say that and we don't remember what it right. means. You know. Yeah. So I think I think it helped a lot of our adults when they heard that. Atlanta. <laughs> so, but going back to Acts chapter two, I was looking at then the following description of what happened to the community as a result of the Holy Spirit coming. In Acts chapter 4, in verse 32, it says, The multitude of believers was one in heart and soul. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they owned. With great power, the apostles continued to give their testimony about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And then it says this, An abundant grace was upon them all. There were no needy ones among them, because those who owned lands or houses would sell their property and bring the proceeds from the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet for distribution to anyone as he had need. And so this statement in the middle of those verses says, an abundant grace was upon them all. So how does that look? What what does that look like in our modern times? For them, it was like this thing of like everybody's selling everything and it's like, okay, who has needs? Okay, we'll take care of your needs. We try to do that you know, presently, but you're one of those people, Lana, that I see you do that, um, not habitually, which is a good thing, a good habit, but, you know, someone just has a baby, you're like, oh, we need to start a meal train for them. Uh, 
for us personally, my wife, you know, Natasha had surgery, you brought her flowers. So is that how you're wired? Is that just something you feel like God challenges us to do from his, from the word? Or is it inspired by the Holy Spirit? What, what causes you to, because I think it's a manifestation of what I just read, mm. that, that this reaching out to the needy ones, I see you have this ability to do that. So is it a, one, all of them, combination? I think, I think all those things are true. You know, I think that we see that, you know, that's the word encourages us to do that. I think the spirit enables us to do that. I think that, you know, we always see that, um, like I, I try to tell my kids, people are more important than things. Mm -hmm. So I just, mm -hmm. you know, try to try to live by that. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, it's, it's a, it's a description of what the spirit can do. Right. I, yeah. I think that we can get legalistic about it. Right. And I think that the enemy wants us to, to do that because when we do, we detach it from, um, our feelings and our humanity. And, and I think all those things are necessary. I think, um, I remember hearing, uh, well, okay. Two quotes. I love quotes. I have yeah. a whole like Rolodex of yes. them in my head, but, um, one of them is, you know, I think that as a, as a church body, when we walk in humility, there's a saying that humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Oh, I like that. And so I think that as we, as we think about others and we empathize with others and we, you know, um, try to move forward in that way, I think that, um, that that's something for me that has helped. And then another quote that says, um, true hospitality is not to impress people, but to impress upon people that you love them. Mm. And so I think just this desire for other people to feel loved and seen, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when I do that as, as a, you know, someone who works for the church, you know, people, mm -hmm. I think, or even as, as a Christian, you know, for yeah. someone who might be in a secular work environment or something like that, people see you as a representation of God, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I think the Holy Spirit enables us to, you know, if, if we're tuned into that, to, to do that in moments where it, you know, has the greatest impact where people really needed that word or they needed that yeah. extra care or whatever it is. And so for me, I, I just get a lot of enjoyment out of it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do think that, you know, it's God has made me in a, in a certain way to where mm -hmm. I, you know, I love to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, there are times though that you're like, let's say it's just super busy. You have two uh, small children at home and you hear about a need. You hear about somebody going through something. Obviously, there are moments where it's like, wow, there's no way I can do that. But yet, you're able to push past the circumstances and you know, go for it. it that, that, that is, I mean, how do we do that? Because some people say, well, I'm just not in the mood or I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed right now. What are some of the, how do we get pushed? How do we get mm. past that without being legalistic? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's the right thing to do. I mean, how do you find yourself, even though you're overwhelmed, do you just yeah. go for it? Do you just... I think some of it, like I have ADHD. And so I think there's a blessing in that to mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes when I see those needs, I, I just don't think about whatever else is, is going on. And sometimes I pay the price for that, you know, sometimes, right, right. uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's always worth it. And I mm. think, I think that's, you know, for me kind of what I found, like we were talking earlier about, you know, when, when you guys go to Mexico and you build, you know, those houses and, and at the end of the day, you get to hand the keys, you mm -hmm. know, to those people mm -hmm. and, and see the look in their eyes. And, and I think that, you know, when you make it a habit, you see, 
um, how much the benefit outweighs, you know, the inconvenience and mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else might yeah. come attached to it. Yeah. I think the other thing too, is that there's been, you know, the, to be transparent about it, to be transparent about where you are and, and, uh, like, like for instance, uh, you know, Natasha came to me the other day and she wanted me to do something and I was just, I was done. It was a long day and I was actually in a real grumpy mood. And she said to me, she goes, Oh, you, you don't, you don't have to do it. Just we'll do it when you feel like you're up to it. I said, it's never going to happen. I said, where I'm at right now is I just don't want to. But you, Natasha, and what you need is much more important than how I feel right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so I said, but here's the thing. I'm going to still look grumpy in my face because it's just how I feel. Uh-huh. And it didn't take me all of three minutes, whatever it took, to, to help her out. And uh, then she said to me, because uh, we usually go for a walk at around 9, 9.30 at night where it's cool down here in the summer. And she goes, hey, are we going to go on our walk at, at 9.30? And I said, no, nah, it's not going to happen. I'm just in a bad mood. And she was like, okay. And she just walked out of the room. Uh, At least I was honest. I was transparent. Uh So I'm sitting there. And it's like I literally felt like a tap on the shoulder. And I was like, and it was the Holy Spirit. And he said, Chris, what are you you doing? And I went, I because I had literally said to Natasha, I'm helping you with this assignment, this little task, because you're more important than my feelings. Hey, are we going to go for that walk? No, because my feelings are more important right now. And so I got up and I went and found her and I said, we're going for that walk. And she goes, yeah, but you don't want to. And I said, you know, you're more important Mm. than that. So we walked out and I was in a grumpy mood and we start walking. You know, Atlanta, by the end of that walk, I was laughing. I was free, whatever that thing that was on me. And so you said it's worth it. But sometimes we do things because we don't know this is just the right thing to do. It doesn't Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how I feel. Yeah. But. Our challenge is, I don't know what you think about this, is that we have so tried to, what would be the word, um, allow people to have their feelings mm-hmm. in a society that says you can't have feelings, mm-hmm. that now it's almost like it's gone too far, that yeah. whatever I feel, that is, that's it. Yeah. And then therefore we're controlled by what I feel in the moment. Yeah. And so obedience just seems to, I don't know, fall to the wayside or... Yeah, I think I think for me as a believer and just also as a person who will easily be ruled by my feelings if I don't, you know, challenge them, uh, just as I've, you know, grown up, obviously, I've learned that, like, I, I can't always trust my feelings. You know, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. to um, I have to push back on my feelings a lot. And oftentimes I find that when I do that, there's a greater reward than, you know, whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have learned that it's important to have boundaries because I think, you know, there are also those of us who never say no, we have a hard time doing that. And sometimes, you know, we will prioritize other people's needs above our own because it's easier than focusing on our own issues. Mm. And so I think that that's where it also, you know, is important to have people who are able to speak into your life. Cause I've had people speak into my life and say, no, you need to say no to that. Mm. You know, you, uh, you need to slow down or you, you know what I mean? And so, um, so I think that 
you know, that's where grace and the Holy Spirit come in. I think that, you know, we always need to be kind of checking in with God. Is this something, you know, that you want Mm -hmm. me to do, or Mm -hmm. am I just doing it because I'd rather not do something else that I Mm -hmm. probably should be doing, you know? Um, but you know, if it's a heart attitude issue, then yeah, maybe I need to do that. I need to get out of my funk, you know? So I think that's why it's, it's, I don't think there's like a cut and dried answer. I think it, you know, you need the Holy Spirit and you need people around you who love you and, and, you know, are also walking with the Lord to help you to navigate, Mm -hmm. you know, the opportunities that you have in your life and say, you know, do I need to press into, you know, this thing more or do I need to maybe even back off of it a little bit? Um, I know that Bob in our, in his sermon last week talked about how there was a time in our life when, you know, we really had to step back from ministry a little bit. And that was a little bit hard for us because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were, we're just used to, you know, doing those things, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think it's always just putting God first in that situation, coming to him saying, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And it, you know, I talked about this, but in some ways God uses our weakness. And so, you know, people would see having ADHD as a a weakness, but um, God has actually used that for some some powerful things. He's given you the resilience to do something that a perfectionist like me wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't like we're like, oh, praise the Lord, I have, you know, the, you know, ADHD. But at the same time, it's like, no, God used this. And yeah. so he uses that for yeah. you. And that's why, you know, so sometimes I see you push through things. It's more of just like, no, that's what you're just hyper-focused on. Uh-huh. Right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a there have been a lot of blessings for me that have come, you know, with the ADHD. And I choose to believe that, you know, that's how God made me. And there's a, a quote by C.S. Lewis um, that says, bad things are just spoiled good things. And so (laughs) I just tend to see it as a, you know, we all, we live in this broken world and, you know, there's upsides and downsides to everything. And so I'm gonna, you know, accept in, in with gratitude, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the part of it that makes me who I am, makes me more creative, makes me more, you know, like take the initiative and, you Mm -hmm. know, all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's the downside of it, but I get to walk with the Lord in that too. Yeah. But I think it's what makes at least our leadership team team here at Life Church much more functional is that your your personality and your temperament and all of that is part of the team. It it helps pe- people like me who can be a little uh, you know phlegmatic. I can just oh, I'm going to take it easy. Oh, I don't know. I need the inspirational person to say, "Come on, let's just do this." Mm-hmm. And once I dive into the pool, I'm like, ah, this was a great idea. And so that's where we can, we can learn and grow and appreciate the differences that we have, that what we bring to the table. And I think that's what you bring to the table, Lana, especially here at Life Church. But uh, I was mentioning to you earlier, it's like, you know, you're, you're not just the pastor of tweens, that God has put you here to do a, a lot of things. And in that, you're being utilized um, doing the things that give you life. And yeah, there are times that you have to do the things that are like, oh man, this is so tough. Hey, but you know, that, that that's how it works. But you know, how can you encourage us as a body when it comes down to, and we'll kind of end on this thought, is what is it, what is it that in your obedience to the Lord how do you differentiate between, okay, this is just me, mm-hmm. my guilt, my uh, refusal to say no because I feel guilty, 
and or no, this is the Lord. How do we how do we know that voice in our head? What you know, is there any like guidelines to say is this me or is this the Lord? Um, I think that's why. Like I said, we need we need other people, you know, mm-hmm. who love us to bounce that stuff off of who, you know, are walking with the Lord. I think that's I, I can't like stress that enough because I've, you know, talked to people in situations where they're like, well, all of these people are saying this. And I'm like, Do, are they walking with the Lord? That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Right. Because uh, you're going to hear very different things, you know, if if your therapist or your friends or whoever are not walking with the Lord. But um in order to help you figure that out. So that's number one. You can't figure that out with somebody who doesn't know the Lord. Right. Um, I don't know why I said that. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. But uh, I, I, I think within our staff team, I think it's just a microcosm of, of the larger church. And I think that what we have with our staff team is is a bunch of different, you know, beautifully diverse personalities and, and even, you know, um, an age range that I think yeah. is so healthy and important. And the fact that we we allow each other to speak into our lives. The fact that you let me, you know, speak into your life is mm-hmm. mind blowing to me sometimes because I <laughs> have so much admiration for you. And I just hope that, you know, when I get to your place in life that I will also, you know, be open to, mm-hmm. um, to things the way that you are. And I think, I think that humility is important. Um, and so I think that, you know, this, it, it works on our team, but it also works in the bigger church because mm-hmm. we have to be connected. And it makes me think of the verse that Bob shared last week about, you know, how we're all part of a body and we all, we can't say to one another, I don't need you. We can't go off <laughs> right. on our own yeah. and do things and, and feel in, you know, and fulfill our purpose. And so yeah. I think that when we stay connected to one another and when we stay connected to the Lord and we allow him to, to be the life, you know, and to work in us, um, I think that's how we discern you know, what God's doing. I don't yes. think we can do it outside of, of yeah. the bigger, um, oh, I agree. That, that's well said. And I think that's also the grace too. It says in great grace was them upon them all. And it wasn't, um, like a, like only a specific type of a grace. No, it's just favor. Mm-hmm. And you said, we're favored to have each other, these friends, these servants, these leaders, it makes my life just complete. Yeah, and too. and it's like uh, Bob said, you said in your sermon, Bob was like, uh, there's no lo- Lone Ranger Christians. We can't do this as a Lone Ranger. Uh, or for those of you who are gamers, uh, you're not a Lone Wanderer uh, from the Fallout series. They were they were called the, the Lone Survivor, the Lone Wanderer. And I think there's a lot of people who are Lone Wanderers mm-hmm. because they've been hurt and because they're afraid. Hey, man, there's grace here mm-hmm. at Life Church. And so that you know, I just want those of you who are listening to think about that. You're not at Life Church by accident. You're not in the community by accident. God has you here for a reason, and uh, we want to see you living out that grace in your life every day, at your home, but here at church as well. So, anyway, that's it for today. God bless you all. Again, send any questions or needs to info at lifechurchchico.org, and we'd love to communicate with you. Have a great week. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.